Hello and welcome to our Christmas special. I hope you're having a good Christmas. Hope you're having a good time. I'm joined by a very special guest today. I'm joined by Becky Davis. So, who do you play for? I play for Salford, and I have played for Wales internationally as well. What positions do you play? I have played second row, centre and winger, so anywhere on the edge, but I prefer centre. How did you first get involved in sports then? Uh, so I started playing rugby union, oh, it was early 20s, um, and it was just off the back of my friends, like my male friends used to play, and I thought, I really like this game, like I started watching the Six Nations and stuff like that. Um Having the Six Nations on TV every year is such an easy way to get people involved in that sport. Isn't it? Yeah, I honestly, I genuinely think that's probably one area that Rugby League could like really capitalise on. You know, if there was like some sort of nation competition, it, it, you know, it'd give the the home nations more game time. Like, I know England do well anyway, but, you know, the ones that don't have full pro contracts like Wales and you know, well, I've, I've, I've said for a long, I've said for about two years, there should be a Celtic Nations Cup, France, Ireland, Wales, Scotland, if they can get a team together. Because you know what, there's some good matches between the three teams to begin with there, and you might get a winner every. You, you might if you do it every two years, you probably might get a different winner every two years. Yeah, absolutely. And I know the uh, wheelchair teams do it, right? I've got a few friends who play for the Welsh wheelchair team and they have the Celtic Nations um, and they do well in it. And it's just, it's something that people, uh, fans, friends, family can engage with on a, on a regular basis. That's it. So you got, you got involved off the, watch, off the back of watching Six Nations. Who are you supporting? Wales, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Went to my local rugby team, loved it, picked up the ball and never looked back. And then during COVID, um, you know, sat sat at home, bored, kind of just scrolling through my Facebook. And then uh, another local team was looking to start up a women's team um, for the rugby league, for rugby league. Um, So messaged them saying, I'd be dead interested, just let me know. Unfortunately, they never got enough interest to kind of start a women's team. Um, But off the back of that, I saw that Wales were going to have trials. So I was like, well, I'll go give it a go, see what I can do. Um, I got in. um, And then I was like, well, crap, I need to know how to play rugby league now. So I joined Warrington from there and I've never looked back at it. You know, I'm... I'm fully converted to rugby league now. I, I absolutely love it. That's it. So you, you took a chance on the sport for, well, by the look of this other sport, I'll give this a go. Turns out you're probably more suited to play that style as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, you know, I, I played back row in Union, so I, I love the I love the rucks, I love the fight of it all. Um, but yeah, rugby league is definitely more for me it suits my style of play more um and for me personally there's more opportunities you know like ever since i started rugby playing for wales was a dream for me a goal um and i've achieved that like i'm still pushing to get in the squad i've i've recently suffered like an acl uh tear so that set me back a little bit but i'm on the comeback now so yeah that's it. it's such a a big achievement to 
represent your country. And you go, you know what, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's a crazy story. If you turn around and went, well, actually, I was in the Wales club before I'd even been to a rugby league team. And yeah, I worked my way mental. backwards. Yeah, yeah, it was very backwards, very backwards. But I know at the time, so I know I was new to the sport and they just got the new, well, the, the head coach, Tom Brindle, in. Um, he was relatively new and I know he was trying to expand the squad to um, make us a more competitive nation because um, we'd only really been playing like development games in the past. Um, so yeah, it was perfect timing, really. Tom Brindle kind of got it pretty much spot on. Yeah, you want as much homegrown as possible, but you also need to be competitive because it's easy to get behind the team, especially internationally, if they're winning or if they're taking the fight to people. So your journey, international training, getting there, you go to Warrington. How was Warrington? Warrington was good. I absolutely loved it at the start. You know, I had a lot of help and support. I was the new kind of shiny person on the scene. I think my first game was uh, against St. Helens, so it was definitely like baptism of fire. Um, But yeah, no, initially it was really, really good. Really enjoyed it. I was getting um, loads of minutes under my belt. I was learning lots. Like The learning curve was so fast. Um, And then ultimately... Um, you know, other other names were being played, brought in, and um, you know, I wasn't getting the game time, and there wasn't and you, the support. And you need to develop as well. You need to play. You know, I want to be national. I've gone a bit backwards with this. I need to get yes, the game time. Yeah. I remember there was this one game um, that we were playing, and I'd made. I think I was brought on in the second half maybe 20, 30 minutes left or something like that. Um, and I made a mistake on tackle five or tackle six or something like that. Um, and I felt awful, felt absolutely awful. Um, and, but one of my mates came over and put her arm around my shoulder and was like, you know, you can't blame yourself. Like, you're, if you're not getting the game time, you're not gonna, you, yeah. you need that to develop yeah, and to learn. Um, and then I did, I snapped my ACL in the training session. Um, so I, I couldn't play, um, and obviously with a squad of thirty odd girls who were playing, you know, they 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 got priority with physio and, and things like that. Um, I found it frustrating on a personal sense for me to go and be in training with the girls because I was sat on the sidelines feeling like crap, watching all my teammates run around, have fun, do the things they love, and you know get game time and play against these big thing, big big teams um, so I kind of took myself away from that um, and whether rightly or wrongly um, because it was just frustrating me every time I would go to training um, and then as you can imagine I kind of just isolated myself from the group um, which eventually led to me deciding to leave um, so yeah, and I, I had friends in Salford and they said, Why don't you come over? So I went over to Salford and yeah, next shot of the story began. I like that because that is brutally honest. This is how I felt. This is how I thought it was. Yeah. People don't realise the mental toll you get, it's not 
when you're injured, it's not just a physical injury, it's a mental, you've had what your identity nearly taken off you. Yeah, absolutely, especially when you, you know, I, I'm the first person to kind of hold my hands up and say that I'm, I'm my own worst critic, I'm, I'm uh, you, you know, notorious for hand, holding myself to high standards, so I've... I've been fortunate enough to be in like elite programs since um, year two of my rugby career in union. So I, I know that I can do it. I, I turn up early. I put the extra effort in. I, I I do the gym all to make myself a better rugby player, a better person. Um, so when that is taken away from you and you kind of lose your identity, like you said, as as a rugby player, and you can't go to training and you can't play those games and there's. There's very limited things you can do. It does take a mental toll on you, that's for sure. Um, and I just, yeah, I, I just felt my my time was up there because, like I said, I wasn't, I couldn't get the attention from the physio because she obviously had other priorities, which is understandable. Um, and I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't do the the training, standing on the sidelines and stuff because it just, it was making me feel worse at the fact that I couldn't do anything. Yeah, because some players do two things. They either turn up all the time when they're injured or they disappear off the face of the earth. And I've, I've, I've had... Oh, they never turn up to train although they're injured. I went, but you know how hard it is to sit there? Do you know how hard it is just to stand and, and go, I can't do anything to help anybody? Yeah. So no, like... Yeah, I get... I- Moving to Salford's obviously worked out really well for you. Oh, yeah, I mean, and, and please don't get me wrong, I'm not, like, here playing my little tiny violin for my sad ACL story. Like, I was that person who uh, turned up to training, like, regardless. Like, I, I'll i always do it if I'm injured, but because mine was such a long injury, it, it eventually did take its toll. So I dropped down to one once a week and then so on and so forth. But, yeah it's led me on to bigger and better things in terms of Salford and I'm I'm dead happy like I'm a, I'm a person that believes in everything happens for a reason and it's led me to Salford so happy days that's it because without Salford's gone I have, I have so many podcasts where I'm a member of the Salford team and I bigged it up every time I generally believe it because as I said off air it's so nice to see a team do something completely different off field stuff Start getting crowds differently. Start getting there's other teams out there now who are even at the top flight and they'll be in the same league as you next year, and they're getting big crowds because of all the off-field stuff they do, and they're really vocal in the community. Which I know you are on another level locally to yourself, which again, yeah. brilliant. You got a profile. Use it. Drive the game forward. You said yourself you 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 went to join the team and the team couldn't get off off and going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So how has your time at Salford gone so far? Do you know what? It's been awesome. Um, So the way I approached Salford was I came to them this time last year, actually, probably. um, I started trialling with them. Um, I explained to the coach then that I'm I'm injured, um, but, you know, I'm doing all the rehab and I'll I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be better and stronger. and then I found out that my ACL, because I was advised that, long story short, I was advised not to go to the hospital. So I was out for like seven months of no rugby, thinking that my rehab would be better, that would better my knee. And then 
uh, it wasn't getting any better. So I got a diagnosis that my ACL had snapped. So then I went back to Salford and I was like, hey, I know you've just signed me, but well, uh, um, yeah. I don't have an ACL. <laughs> And I'm going to get the surgery because I want to play and I want to come back as soon as possible, but I probably won't get able to play for you this season. And do you know what? The the coach at the time, Chris Bates, was oh, just awesome. He's such a lovely guy. He, I remember the thing he said to me, he was like, I'll speak to, I'll speak to the higher-ups, I'll speak to the team, but don't lose sleep over it. You're part of us now. And I was like, from then on, I just knew like this is, this is where I want to put my time and my effort in because sports cruel at times and they they didn't do that to me at all they they welcomed me with open arms they gave me a squad number they treated me like I was family and I I tried to do as much as I could off the pitch for them um but yeah it's it's been awesome so uh yeah eventually rehabbed got myself back to where I needed to be um and got 50 minutes at the last game of the season against Lee so I was a very very happy girl that's what you want, like you kind of like you come full circle. You go there, you get international, you go to another team, get injured, limited game times. Right, I'm gonna have to go away. I'm gonna have to work on things. I'm gonna have to come back. You come back that fifty minutes. Like we we spoke off air. You're at Salford for the coming season. You know, because there's unfinished business there, and it's fantastic to see. Because I know I know for a fact if I look at that Salford squad, it's not gonna be very different to the season team that were there last season. Yeah, and it's one of the yeah. few that have gone down, but will have near enough. You look and go, oh, that's near enough. Barring one or two, the same squad, but was there the season before? Yeah, and it, it kind it's... of shows if you're enjoying you. If you enjoy the company of the people you're with and the club, enjoy you guys being there, which they generally look like they do. It can make all the difference in the world to go. All oh, right, yeah, you know what. Super League's where it's at, and I wish I was there, but I'm enjoying this too much. Yeah, absolutely, and, you know, we've, just to go back to the point you said then, in terms of um, Salford wanting us to be there, even when they they set up a, in their first year, and I wasn't there um, for the championship, I was always, I, I watched from afar, because I had mates there, um, but they've always included their women's team in their, their advertisement and stuff like that from you know, their main social media accounts and you'd have they they'd have Facebook banners with the women's team and the men's team mixed and I just thought that's awesome. Not many other Super League clubs were doing it at that time. Um and the fans the fans are unreal. Like you've got people who just don't even know you and will come up to you and just be like, Oh, you know, you're you're the player from Salford or X, Y, and Z, and they'll come to our games. They'll support us, and they'll just—it's the, the the Salford fans are, are like a different level. They're amazing. Um, and I've completely forgotten the question that you asked. Now I went on a tangent there. No, that that was kind of good because it, it comes back to the Salford fans. Like you women there now have got your own set of fans that turn up to your matches away yeah. from the diet because Salford like. It has one of the most die-hard set of supporters there is. They're not big numbers, but they're travelling them numbers. It's near enough to go home and away. Near enough all of them. But you guys have brought stuff to the table. Like You've got people attending your matches, but aren't the normal people who go to rugby league matches. They're from communities locally, but don't go to any sports or have involvement in any sports whatsoever. 
and you managed to engage them. Yeah, I think that's something, like you said, off air as well. It's something that Salford do really well. Like, it's not just people who turn up to train and play rugby. It's it's a community. So we know we've got, you know, anyone who plays rugby, particularly at this level, they want to entertain. They want to put on a show as well. They do it because they love it, but they also do it because it makes other people happy. Um, so we know that we've got some sort of stand in the community there. So, you know, we'll, we'll do things for charity. We'll go out and visit hospices and, and, and other things like that. And, you know, I can only speak for the girls' side, the women's side here, but I know when we get those messages in the group chat and it's like, uh, we've organised this. Does anyone want to put their hand up and volunteer? It, it's like a fight to the death about who wants to kind of do those volunteering opportunities and you, they have to put like a, a name and a hat kind of thing. It's 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 awesome. It genuinely is awesome and it's it's great to be a part of. You've got an interesting job. I do. I do. I have one of the best jobs, I personally think, anyway. Yeah. Um, so I'm a train... I've just passed my trainee firefighter course um, this month. And in January, I will be a development firefighter. So, yeah. So de- definitely excited. knew you, knew you then. Yeah, absolutely. So last January, I got a new knee with my ACL. This year, I got a new job. <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah, not not only that, like, you're going to go learn everything you've done, all your training, you're getting to think, what got you interested in doing that? Um, oh, do you know what? People, uh, when I say this and people always ask me, is this something you've always wanted to do? And the honest answer is no. Um I worked in a school for a long time and, you know, I've got a degree in education and childhood studies, so I thought that's, you know, where my life was going to take me. Um, but then, yeah, I, I just needed, I needed a change. Um, and I've got a few friends in the fire brigade that I'm in um, and they absolutely love their job um, and they were telling me how good it was. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to put my hat in the ring here. I'll, I'll apply and, and see how it goes. I applied, uh, did really well, got through everything. And then they put me on a waiting list um, and then gave me a call this year and asked me if I wanted to come on the course. And yeah. That's fantastic. So you've gone, all right, you know, I've got a career. I could sit on this forever. You go, hmm. <laughs> Rugby league's not dangerous enough or exciting enough. What else can I do? <laughs> do you know what? I've probably... So I used to be quite a... a let's say chunky. I used to be a chunky child. Um, I No, don't... Like, genuinely. Genuinely. Um, and, yeah, when I met... When I found rugby, it, it helped me lose a lot of weight. Like, for Union, I, I played prop initially. And then, um, yeah... Yeah, that, that shocked I, me. I went from prop... <laughs> I went from prop to hooker to back row and now I play like centre wing um, so it's been a, a bit of a big transition but the thing I've found over the past few years since playing is I'm a very active person and I like to be moving I like to be doing things and the, the rigmarole of an office job in a school um, just it wasn't it wasn't doing it for me anymore 
No, because that's it. You, you go... There's only so many jobs you can do with genuinely dangerous and exciting. There's there's only yeah. there's only a couple, but literally like, like that way, no day is ever going to be the same. It's going to be completely different. And you go, you could go f- do that for years and years and turn around and go, I'll be a teacher again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think my bread and butter is, you know, I absolutely love helping people. Like if people come to me and say, Becky, you know, I want to talk to you. I've got this problem. I will sit there and listen for hours and I'll, I'll, I'll pitch in with my advice, whether it's right or wrong. Um, and that, that's what my main job in school was. It was to listen to kids, help them go through their problems um, because being a teenager is hard. Um, and then I kind of lost that along the way. And I, I kind of realised that one day and I like I, I don't like I don't like that. Um, so it's, it goes hand in hand. You know, the fire service are there to help people. That is what they do on a daily basis. And it's not just running into fires it's it's so much more than that which i've learned yes. on this course it's laws of community work growing. yeah yeah so much community work and and you know rescuing people and, and being with people on the on the worst days of their lives if i can make that day just that little bit better by by being a helpful presence then you know that, that'll suit me that's it so we go from helpful to you being helpful off the field in rugby league as well <laughs> I try to be. So, tell us what role you've taken on. Uh, so, I've just been promoted from head coach to head of women's rugby at North Wales Crusaders, which is uh, an absolute honour. Um, and I'm genuinely so, so, so thankful that the foundation and the club have, you know, supported me in that. So, it is because yeah. like I was saying off there, like the response to that was massive and I bet you were a bit shocked like wow I didn't realise all these people would be be rooting for this you know what the whole response to the North Wales Crusaders things to, to that to the promotion and to us setting up and, and being uh, the first ever women's rugby league team in North Wales was absolutely phenomenal like I remember there was a week in work where I was out every evening doing a podcast, doing a, an interview of some sort because people just wanted to know the story and then BBC Wales Sport got in contact with me as well and it was just, it, it was like, oh, wow. wow. Well, that, that's the thing people forget with the North Wales team. Most of the first Wales squad was from that team. Like, you go now, but Cardiff were making up majority of the squad. Originally, North Wales was the, the, the team that was feeding in the Wales squad. Because that's where the players yeah. were. Yeah, yeah. Probably never, probably never got credit for that ever. It's it's one of those things where you you really want to kind of like I know my one of my main goals with this whole Crusaders thing is is to put North Wales on the map for being a rugby league place. Um, you know, when you think of Wales, you think rugby union and and all that stuff. Um. And I think so. One of our one of our games last season was against Haitian Atoms, um, who again are in an area that's not regularly associated with rugby league. Um, and it was just awesome that they're a lovely, lovely team. And we were like, we've we've got two teams that aren't rugby league areas coming yeah. together to play rugby league, and this is this is this is what it's about. That's it. Cause you, 
as, as mad as it is, you're playing there and you're probably playing like how women's rugby league at the top flight was 20 years ago. Where you've got like players who pretty much near enough in international setups and they're going down and no one knows who they are really, but they have a hardcore following. They have yeah. hardcore fans who are turning up home and away for them. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's really good. It's so good to be in something like that at ground level and go like, yeah, I've been appointed. Didn't expect this reaction. Reaction's been massive. The pubs will be turned around and go, I think we've got it pretty right here. I think this decision was pretty pretty spot on. <laughs> well, I, so when I found out about my job and obviously with my ACL recovery and everything, um, I knew I wouldn't be able to, to coach how I had last season. So I, I approached the head of the foundation and I said, look, I'm this, this is my situation. I'm really sorry. It sucks. But you know, I, I'm, I'm, I've still got playing legs, and I, 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 I'm not ready to put on. Yeah, my I, coaching I, boots I, I, want, I, want, I want to ride out my career as long as my career lasts, and I want to go. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's, there'll, there'll be a time where I am probably too broken and too crippled to play rugby, and that's the time I could probably I will coach and I will enjoy it. Um, but I, I'm, I'm not there yet. Um, but I loved my coaching journey with North Wales Crusaders last year. Like, it, honestly, it was it was one of the most stressful things I have ever done. But my God, I loved it. Um, and then they kind of went away. Obviously, I had a chat with the um, the head of the club, and they came back to me and said, "We don't want you to go. This is what we propose." Um, so yeah, I must have done something right. <laughs> the response you must have been doing something right because I think. I... Overall, everyone's like, yeah, brilliant approach, fantastic appointment. Like, Yeah, it's good. good. It's, yeah, that's perfect. Time for your Christmas questions. Go on. One more slid. Ooh. It has to be Slade, doesn't it? The, the outfits and everything is just, it's Slade. <laughs> just screaming Christmas at the top of your lungs. Just it randomly just going, it's Christmas. So, number two favourite Christmas song? Cliche, but it's the Pogues, Fairy Tale of New York. Again, just another one you can just randomly shout stuff for. Number three, favourite Christmas movie? Elf, without a doubt. Elf. Elf. I like it, I like it. Christmas jumpers, yay or nay? Absolutely. Sprouts, yay or nay? No, nope, 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 nope. Hard pass. <laughs> Do you like a good stuffing or balls? <laughs> Why can't we have both? Why is this an all question? <laughs> yeah, I have right. You can have both. A good stuffing and balls. I love stuffing. I love stuffing. Um, but if I had to choose, it would be a good stuffing. A good stuffing. I like it. What's on your Christmas dinner? Oh, pretty much everything. I, I love it all. Turkey, gravy, Yorks, Yorkshire pudding, stuffing, parsnips, anything and everything. Christmas traditions. Have you got any? 
Um, yeah, in a way. Um, so what I kind of grew up with was um, every Christmas Eve, my parents would get me and my sister like new Christmas pajamas. Um, I it just it. You just get so excited because then you put on your Christmas pajamas and you go to bed and you wait for Santa to come. Um, so I've carried that on into my adult life now. So yeah, I still try and get some Christmas Eve pajamas for me and my sister, even though you know we're out of the house now and grown up. <laughs> it, it is an easy win. New pajamas oh, on Christmas you. Eve is le- legit. I think. Absolutely, and who doesn't love new pajamas? I I love pajamas. Final question, but I'm gonna spring on you. Oh, okay. What do you want for Christmas? Oh, um, do you know what? <laughs> um, it's shameful, but I've only ever played rugby league with proper studs. Um. So I've, I have asked Santa Claus for some moldies, some proper moldies. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, I've had, like, to be fair, the, the boots I've had are decent. They're lovely and they're great, but they've always had, like, little tiny metal studs. So I want some proper proper rugby league shoes, please. <laughs> the correct answer for that was peace on earth. <laughs> you so could have had anything. On peace on earth and... Um, some new boots. Well, yes, some new boots. Some moulding boots. That's about as much time as we have. Oh, Thank you fun. very much for coming on, and I hope you have a fantastic Christmas. Is there anyone to give a shout-out to? Ooh, I will give a shout-out to... We call ourselves, like, the Spice Girls group. <laughs> Don't know why, um, but I know when Meg was on this show, she gave us a shout-out, so I have to give her one back. So that's Meg... Hickey, Brogan, Sam, Aoife. Um, so, yeah, big shout-out to them. And I've got to give one to my sister as well because she's been my biggest supporter through it all. So. Does your sister play? Oh, I have tried. I have tried. She uh, she played for North Wales Crusaders last season. Um, oh, so you, she was the captain. You, you're working on it. I'm working on it. She was the she was the captain, and then um, I'm sure she won't mind me telling you this. She uh, she fell she fell pregnant, so she had to stop. <laughs> yep, yeah, that that will stop you. That will do it. That will do it. Another person we need to shout out another, don't we? Any potential sponsors of any of the players at Salford next year? Any potential sponsors <laughs> of Nut Off? Any potential sponsors of Wales? We're giving you a shout out as well. Yeah, big shout out. (laughs) Thank you for coming on. Have a brilliant Christmas. Thank you guys for listening.